This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Thanks, you. By supporting us at patreon.com slash says who, you are the people that make this happen. Yeah, I mean, I we can't emphasize enough how much there is a direct line between you and this happening. Go to patreon.com slash says who. Hey, do you like podcast, Dan? Mm-hmm. Do you like Nashville? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. We are now in the month of May, and that is mm-hmm. the month that Pod X is happening. Mm-hmm. That's right. Pod X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a podcast con. It is happening in Nashville, May 31st to June 2nd. And we will be there, and lots of other cool podcasts will be there, and it will be so dope. You can get a discount by going to podx.com slash says who. Mm-hmm. Podx.com slash says who. Be there. Get some food. Get a big cowboy hat. Go to the Grand Old Opry. Go to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dollywood and all the other cool stuff that's in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And of course, I've written books. Please get them and read them. Buy her books. Or just read them. Like, I don't want to take your money. Like, a library is perfectly fine. Like, a library, I I encourage you to use your library. All right. I'm just saying, Dan, they don't, I'm not here to take anybody's money. You're terrible at capitalism. Good. Uh, Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? So here's the thing, kid. Oh, no. Look, shit's getting real where I work. Um... I just came here to talk today. I don't, I don't no, even want any food. I just, I, that's not the purpose of a drive through food establishment. I just feel like you you get me, kid, in a lot of ways. Uh, and it's not, and where I work, it's not a safe space to talk in. It's not, um, it's uh, not okay. It's, it's not, you can't it's just, not, it's can't, not okay here. You can't, tr- you can't trust Please. anybody where I work. The, no. The ch- I don't want to do this. Did you know? No, let me ask you a hypothetical, kid. No. Ready? Do you hear those sirens? I do. Okay, listen, kid. Uh, Imagine that Congress ordered you to do something. Would uh, you do it? Yes. Yes, that's the law. That's why I like you, kid. We got shit going on right now. People, Congress uh, telling them to do stuff and them just saying, I don't want to do it. I just would like to get you a hamburgers and move you along. There's a line. Listen, kid, I I know before I've said you should come work with me, and I've I've changed my mind. I don't want you to do that. Okay. You're you're too pure. I don't want you spoiled. I I just want to move you along, please. I... I want to work with you. I want to come in there. I, I, I don't know. It just seems like it'd be a better place than where I'm at. You just, could apply for a job. Are you? Can I apply um, with you now? I, I can list no, my qualifications, I, my um, security clearances. The manager's um, in after three today. I have a high-level security clearance, kid. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Nothing means anything. They got fucking. They fuck, got fucking Jared. Jared uh, doing Middle East peace. Can you? The opioid crisis. Can you please place an order? And God fucking knows what else. And um, have you seen Jared? I don't. Have, 
Jared got his tongue stuck on his, the Velcro of his sneakers. That's Jared, okay? I just, I Is just it? need you to place an order. You don't lick that shit, Jared. Along, please. Oh. Can I have a milkshake? Yes, chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry. Do you have subpoena flavor? That isn't a flavor. I'll drive up. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a... I'm just trying to bring some energy. The podcast okay. that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And my name Whoa. is Maureen Johnson. Oh, that sounds sounded fancy. Yeah, I am fancy. What? Um, Where's the pup? I don't hear any barking, Maureen. You don't hear any barping. 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 That's bar- good. You, you You're don't doing hear any- well. Uh, because she is downstairs. What? She she is being puppy sit by my neighbor for the and she met adult dogs for the first time this morning. Whoa! Mm-hmm. How'd that go? She for the first couple seconds she was a little bit like I don't know, and then she picked the biggest, giantest dog that's like fifteen times her size, and she was like yip, and then she bomped him on the paw, and they were off. That's how you do it. And she was That's like, how you do Yay! it. Shank the biggest one in the yard. Um, my little dog has a lot of energy down. <laughs> as, as we learned last episode. I have a healthy, bouncy puppy. And I'm she happy about adorable. that. Yeah, she's great. But she's got energy for miles. I mean, that's 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 puppies, Maureen. If you could harness her energy, you could power a city. Yes. That is how, that is generally how puppies work. And she is working out how her teeth work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how to say this delicately, so I won't say it delicately. My oh. arms, I feel like I have oh, to, no. when people see me, I feel like I'm going to have to explain two things to them. One is that I am not self-harming and the second is that I am not using IV drugs because (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh oh my yeah because you know she she is pretty good and she's learning every day she's very quick um but she's still you know when she gets super tired she wilds out a bit and goes into puppy play mode and we get a chomp so but it's better than it was you know one of the things that is remarkable to me having raised both a puppy and children is children are born with these little tiny basically useless teeth that stick around for a long time losing them is like a multi-year process um it involves like them getting wiggly and loose and finally falling out and then it takes you know quite a while for a new tooth to grow in a puppy is born with a mouthful of razors. Mm-hmm. Chomps away for a period of time, and then suddenly you'll be sitting there, and the puppy will just sort of grin at you, and like, pink, a tooth will just <laughs> go shooting out of their mouth. And then the next day, there will be a new tooth there. Yep. 
it is a mirror. Like, it is so mystifying to me. I just remember, like, the week, the one-week period that our dog's body, when she was a puppy, lost all of her teeth. It was just like, oh, look at that. There, another, there's another one. Oh, look. what! But, like, there was never a point where she had the, like, two-year-old, four-year-old, like, missing front teeth grin. They're just, they just pop right back into place. New ones. There they are. Done. And they won't hopefully feel like razors. Yeah. They, thankfully, adult dog teeth are not the fucking razor teeth of a puppy. Man, they're, you forget until they, you know, and they're so, they don't know what the hell they're doing. You forget that puppies have to be taught. Wait, when did we record last week? Last Tuesday? Yeah. I was in the pen. You so we, in the pen. we had had her for just two entire days and a and like a half a day at that point. Yeah. yeah. So it was really, really, really new. Um and she has come a long way. Yeah. She has been to it's in so she was adopted a week like a week ago Saturday. She has already been to puppy kindergarten. Twice, and she's going again tonight for a third time. She's been to two puppy play times, so she's basically been to school. F- well, she'll be in school for the fifth night tonight, and she's been to the vet. Um, like so, she's already fully like launched. And then today, she's down getting taken care of, and she's playing with adult dogs. So she's she's learning at an incredible. Like it's like that scene in the Matrix where like I know kung fu. That's sort of what. <laughs> she she knows how to sit she knows how to touch she knows how to give a paw she's learning to walk on a leash um she's learning how to break when she's playing too hard she's learning that some places you're not you know, that she's not supposed to nibble at quite so hard um so she, she's Dexy. learning like she she, she the wee wee pad is a kind of hit or miss situation she's just kind of going anywhere usually on carpets Oof. She yeah, you, to, yeah. We we have a full ass grown dog who's still, for some reason, a carpet is like, whoa, hey, look at this. Grass. I can just go wherever. Yeah, she's working on it. Yeah, but you know, hopefully, I think I'll be able to give her her shots, maybe even on the eighteenth. Whoa! And then she might be able to go outside. And um, wow. Then we can, she will go on epically long walks. I've sat with her. I see every day I try to socialize her down. They're like, socialize, 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 socialize. Get them used to every dog, every person, everything, every noise. Because there's a lot in New York. They have to encounter, dogs have to encounter a billion situations. Yeah. Every single kind of person, every single kind of dog. Lots of weird sidewalks and, you know, yeah. rest. She went to a restaurant after puppy kindergarten with us the other night, we went and we sat outside and ate. She just slept on our laps. Wow. She was exhausted. Puppy kindergarten is tiring. She looked up. She was like, I'm tired. How much of your time is spent inside the pen? I don't get in the pen anymore. Whoa. I got in the pen once. I got in the pen yesterday, I think just to settle her in, to get her to kind of convince her to go to sleep. Because I could see that she was tired and she was yeah, fighting yeah. it. And I was like, what if I sit here? Will you? But uh, the trainer's like, do not get in that pen with her. You were all, what if it's just to record a podcast? They're like, that's all right. I'm like, what if I let, you know what? Here's the secret, Dan. I like the pen. 
The pen is cozy. Imagine that you could just sit in a giant laundry basket that could fit a person. You can sleep in it. It's big enough. And the whole floor is lined with soft blankets and towels. And you could just curl up with a puppy in there. You're you're basically like uh you're describing a like a 1970s California hippie mountain home. Kind of, yeah. Just a conversation pit. Everyone hangs out, falls yep. asleep on the blankets on the floor. Yeah. When we have the commune, you, you better believe we're good. And they're great. They they fold up because they're basically just giant pop-up laundry baskets. <laughs> they're just huge. <laughs> and then when you're done, you just kind of, you could drag this thing from room to room. It's not like the last one. I had like big plastic heavy gates for the last one. This one's just like you just pull it along. She dragged it across the floor the other day. Oh, good. <laughs> said, what can go wrong there? She's going to be a big girl. <laughs> Do you don't have any idea how big she'll get, huh? I'm going to guess 50 to 60 pounds. Oh, man. That's a that's a journey. You've got a journey ahead of you. She's already bigger. Yeah. She's already that's bigger. A, uh, that's again, raising humans and animals. Like, I have you ever seen a giraffe get born? Yeah, they kind of go. They like fall eight feet, hit the ground, stand up and walk away. That's me getting up in the morning. Yeah. And like a human child, they can't do shit for months. No, they sure can't walk for a long. Like, I don't get how like we weren't just wiped off the face of the earth back when. Dogs were were like twice the size. They were just like, oh, look at this snack laying here. Can't run away. And it's so soft. I can't. Dan. Humans are dumb. She is so soft. Like, she is so soft and so warm. And she sleeps with us snuggled up next to us. So she doesn't sleep in the pen? No, she sleeps in the bed with us. Nice. Curled up next to our faces. Uh, you know but who is sleeping in the pen? Who's sleeping in the pen? Michael Cohen. Mr. Says Who. Mr. Says Who, Maureen. I really feel like we backed a winner from the start. We knew we knew what was what. We did. We, we, we definitely knew what was what with him. I mean, we saw him and we, I'm proud of us. I'm, oh, I'm very proud of us. That we saw his his potential from the very start. We knew. We knew. We saw that glimmer in his eye. We said, that guy's going somewhere. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. the Otisville Federal Correction Institution is somewhere. So it's, we were right. It's an, it's an Otisville. It is. So he's going to be in there for three years. For three years. For uh, campaign finance violations and tax evasion. Remember that his campaign finance violations that he is going to jail for implicate the president who is not going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of. uh, It's a lot to kind of unpick here, isn't there? There is. You know who you know who he's going to be hanging out with at, at in Otisville? Tell me. The Fire Festival's Billy McFarland. 
<laughs> and uh, former Jersey Shore reality star Mike the Situation Sorrentino. The Situation is in jail. He apparently, yeah, he st- uh, tax fraud started in January. I never watched that show, but it's pretty funny to think about. Like, they could just film a whole reality show in that prison. Um, how do you think he's going to fare in prison, Dan? Uh, it sounds like a pretty chill prison. Like it's it's got a bocce court. So it's got a know. what? It's got a bocce ball court. Yeah, it has a bocce ball court. I don't have a bocce ball court. The fuck are we? It's Italy. Do you drink wine in little stemless glasses too? <laughs> I, I hope so. And have a little cappuccino standing at a bar at noon. Like what? Yeah, it's a minimum security federal prison. Apparently, Bernie Madoff really wanted to go to this prison. It sounds like a Perillo tour. <clears throat> I think it's. I mean, it's still a prison. You're still stuck there. Can't got- go. Can't go to the Hamptons for Christmas or whatever. I don't I've never been to the Hamptons, Dan, and I've lived in New York a long time. I've made it a point never to go to the Hamptons. My favorite thing about the Hamptons is I know they are a thing that exists, but if you were to ask me to point to where the Hamptons are on a map, I would not even know where to begin. It's kind of that away. I'm pointing at it now. It's that away. Oh, that away. Okay, perfect. Yeah, pointing's can... good on podcasts. It is. It's that away, you guys. It's helpful. Ah, uh, the fire fe- I forgot the fire festival guy went to jail. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be chilling. Think of that conversation. What'd you do? What'd you do? Well, I started a festival. Yeah, I was going to have a festival with them. Who was supposed to be there? Is that what it sounds like? Yeah, he is now. (laughs) Who was supposed to be there? Who was the big one? Um, Blink-182 was going to be there. Was it Blink-182? It was. There was a famous rapper connected with it wasn't there there was a uh, Ja Rule Ja right? Rule was, yeah. that's right with Ja Rule yeah I was gonna have Ja Rule there but the whole thing was once you give someone a bologna sandwich and a porta potty uh, they, they get bitchy <laughs> I wanted models supermodels everywhere Um, didn't work out as planned anyway <laughs> I'll be back the scams they're gonna be able to hatch over the next three years isn't he a reforms character though Michael don't you think Reformed? Yeah, he's never going to do bad stuff again. He's learned his lesson. He did give a very nice speech uh, before heading off to heading off to prison, where he said, "I can hope when I rejoin my family and friends, the country will be in a place without xenophobia, injustice, and lies at the helm of our country." That sounds legit. Yeah, cool story, bro. Thanks for your service. <laughs> says who? Uh, says who? Remember, this is the man who just said says who a bunch. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, Michael, you big goober. Dan, the one thing about having a puppy is that, so Tuesday we recorded. By Wednesday, uh, my friend Julie came over, so she was one of the first visitors in the house with the puppy. And uh, I had to sort of, I was... Again, I'm working really weird hours, but now that we've yeah. kind of got things settled, um, I'm now gunning. I have to like really, it's like, you know, the part in the Blues Brothers where it's, you know, we've got a half a tank of gas. It's, you know, it's, it's 
200 miles to Chicago, it's dark and we're wearing sunglasses, let's go, is the mode I'm in. Like, I can't explain to you how much work I have to do. And I know I, I always say that, but I really mean it this time. Yeah. But I'm getting it done. Like, the other night, I had a really good writing session at this, like, tea place that's really good here. And it's – so it's these buildings – in the East Village that were on the cover of a Led Zeppelin album. They're like, it's on the cover of physical graffiti. Okay. And so a tea shop has opened up in the basement of one and it's called physical graffiti. Mm. Mm. It's a good mm. tea shop. Oof. It's very hippie. It's not like, it's uh, not, it's, it's very crunchy. Yeah. Listen, it's a mm -hmm. nice place. Okay. It's a nice place, Dan. I believe it's sure. Anyway. great. On Wednesday, we had a certain amount of sofa time, and I turned on the bar hearing to watch a bit of it. So I saw a good chunk of the bar hearing. I had to keep walking away from it or turning off the sound. Like, I would watch snatches of it. Yeah. <laughs> because there, I have certain rules. Like, I should never hear Lindsey Graham speak. Yeah. It's one of my general That's rules. A good rule. It's just something I'm... It's just one of those little life guidelines that only only helps you. Yeah. And so Barr, the most, I, I mean, you've probably seen the clips already. He just, he kind of looks like the assistant manager at the local Chili's who is like, you've had a problem with your fajitas. Or say you're in my case, you're with your English husband who orders a rare steak at a Chili's. <laughs> uh, he just has this like kind of mopey hangdog look. Yeah. And when asked any direct questions, he would, I mean, he's clearly a very smart man in a dopey looking way. And he yeah. just, you know, did you, did the president ever ask you to open any investigations? Uh suggest what well, i'm having a hard time figuring out let's start with the first word did uh yeah. yeah he just it was super clear that i mean that that this guy was a ringer just yeah. i mean that it, it was he uh, could it, he could run out the clock with the best of them like it it was sort of remarkable so the night before he uh, he he testified the new york times dropped uh that a that they got a leaked letter that muller had written Barr uh right after Barr had released his four page summary of the 400 page muller report and in it uh muller said that he didn't feel like Barr's letter fully captured the context, quote, context, nature and substance of the full report, and that now there's, quote, public confusion about critical aspects of the result of our investigation. And so that was the night before. And so obviously there were a number of Democrats ready to ask um, about this. And one of them was um, Sidney Blumenthal. And Barr managed to Blumenthal managed to say you have a guy who is a career prosecutor and Barr takes a good three minutes of the five minutes that he had to answer or to ask the question, arguing whether or not describing Mueller as a career prosecutor was accurate. Yeah. It's impressive. Have you? If it wasn't there... so maddening. 
there's a new show called What We Do in the Shadows, which is based on an incredibly amazing film. If you haven't seen it, it's one of my I'm absolute- not. Dan, you got to watch this immediately. Watch the movie first. Okay. It's easily available. You know, you can, there's lots of streaming platforms. It is, it's made by, it's, it's a New Zealand based film. It's made by, I always get his wrong, uh, his name wrong. The guy who directed Thor Ragnarok. To key, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Him. He, he's in it. Jermaine Clement from uh, Flight of the Concords is in it. And it's about three vampires who live together in a house. Oh my goodness. I, I am sold already. It's and it's they're being filmed by a documentary crew and it's so good. It's so fun. Like I, I didn't know how much I would love it. And then it's a movie that I immediately watched again because it's so well done. Wow. And I was so shocked that I hadn't seen it. I was like, how have I gone without because it's been out for a couple years. OK, you immediately watch it. It's so fucking good. But then they've made a TV show of it. And it's okay. got a different cast. Uh, it's the same basic premise, um, but they've 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 altered some of the vampire categories a little bit. Okay. And because the these vampires in the movie are all three straight up vampires, and there's a there's a fourth one that lives in the basement. Okay. <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole thing. Um, but in this version, in their house, uh, they live in Staten Island here, and the fourth vampire is an energy vampire. And they're okay. all, all the others are like Natasha and, and Vlad and and the other one is Colin. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a middle management job at his and his he feeds by kind of going over to your cubicle. Hey, what's going on? I see. Hey, I want to know. Talk to you about some. Oh, you see, you got that mm. new phone there. And the and William Barr is Colin, the energy vampire. <laughs> I, I'm so uh, excited to have introduced you to this, Dan. You can start with the TV show wait. if you want, but the, the movie is just perfection. It's so uh, fucking good. I'm in. Sign but, me up. But if any of you Sesuvians have seen the television show, and you should, um, he is, William Barr is calling the energy vampire, and it's just the way he sucks all of the, you know, the time, the, he just is there to drain yeah. the room. He is. That's his whole job. He's good at the job. He's very good at it. He's good at not doing shit. But I I loved uh, in the exchange that he had with Blumenthal, which I'm not even kidding, the majority of which s- centered around whether or not Mueller is a career prosecutor. He He, um, he works for me now. <laughs> Yeah, he says that he called up Mueller after, and the quote is, I said, Bob, what's with the letter? Why didn't you just pick up the phone and call me if there's an issue? Which I like. Uh, but then he he also later on describes the letter as being, quote, a bit snitty. I like snitty because snitty tells you so much about the person that said snitty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely so, a guy that would say snitty. Well, what's the well, the good news, Dan, is, and I, you'll be glad to hear this, is that finally something is going to be done. Because, first of all, he was supposed to turn over the uh, unredacted report at 9 a.m. on Monday, and he didn't. 
Right. So you'll be glad to know that there is going to be a meeting tomorrow about whether or not he should be uh, held in contempt. Ooh, a meeting, huh? Yeah. Well, he also I'm- skipped out on, on talking to the house at all the day after. Yeah, he just didn't show up. He was called to testify, and he just did not go. He just yeah. didn't go. Dan, it turns out you just don't have to. If there's something that the government wants you to do or you're legally required to do or you just in general, and you just don't, just don't go. Just don't go. Turns out you it, don't have to do any of it. Things are a lot looser than I. It's real loose. It's real loose. Uh, you're glad to know that Stephen, is it Mnuchin? Yeah. Stephen Mnuchin? 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 Nooch, 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 nooch. Sorry, I got distracted by his name. Nooch, nooch. He was supposed to give over Trump's tax returns, and uh, he said no. Yeah. Who needs it? He said no. Yeah. Uh, But, and here's a big but. It's funny every time big butts are funny um always muller himself the man the myth the legend the guy on the candle yeah he may Him. he may be testifying in eight days time dan he may be we have no we don't know for sure but oh, yeah wait. the dan, whoa dan, what i huh. forgot something about this yeah. bar hearing what i did hear lindsey graham say something oh no and again, this is the main guy who's supposed to be, you know, head yeah. the committee. And sure. they asked him, did he read the report? He hadn't read the whole thing. Well, it's long. Dan. I mean, of you. I've read up to page 50. Well, then. I've probably read really, as far as he has. Let she who has read the Mueller report cast the first stone. He didn't read it. And then. I think it was Kamala Harris asked Barr about all the evidence that, yeah. Mueller, you know, because Mueller sent bazillions of things of evidence. He's, she's like, did you review the evidence? And he said, no. Yeah, he's like, it's long. This is a long report, Maureen. How- you're, you're expecting a lot of these people. He, you decided that he didn't do anything wrong and you just didn't even, you didn't look at the evidence. You just didn't look at it. They're not even trying, Dan. They're no. not even trying. They're definitely not trying. Blumenthal was like, so you talked to Mueller? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, did you, is there a transcript of the call? He's like, yeah, probably. And he's like, cool. Can I get the transcripts? And and Barr literally goes, no. And, and Blumenthal is like, why not? And he just sort of like flits his hand around in front of his face for a second. And then, and then Lindsey Graham jumps in and says the, uh, the hearing is over. I mean, well, is Trump taking all of this well? He's doing good. He's doing real good. So as you say, um, Mueller may be testifying uh, in front of the House Judiciary Committee next week. But Trump did tweet out this weekend. After spending more than $35 million over a two-year period interviewing 500 people, including 18 Trump-hating angry Democrats and 49 FBI agents, all culminating in a more than 400-page report showing, all caps, no collusion, why would the Democrats in Congress now need Robert Mueller to testify? Are they looking for a redo because they hated seeing the strong, all caps, no collusion conclusion? There was no crime except on the other side, incredibly 
not covered by in the report and all caps, no obstruction. Bob Mueller should not testify. No redos for the Dems. He's been tweeting a lot. He has been tweeting a lot. No redos, Maureen. That's what they're looking for. A redo. So. Is Mueller going to testify next week? So um, it seems like so Mueller is actually still a Justice Department employee, which is was is sort of fascinating because the report that he was brought on to do is now done. But apparently I, I read a thing this morning that says he still goes into the office every day. So I'm not sure what he's doing, but so he is still a Justice Department employee, so he can. He can testify voluntarily, though the Justice Department can object and say that uh, he doesn't want to. Um, In which case, if there is an objection, they could subpoena for his testimony, though we've now seen that the Trump administration is willing to fight subpoenas for for testimony of other people that may want to testify. Um, they could wait till he's a private citizen, though we actually don't know when his job's going to be over, which is odd to me. Um, but even then, uh, the White House could claim executive privilege because, and this is confusing, they waived executive privilege for the report, but they have been arguing lately that they didn't waive it for Congress. What? How does that work? Yeah. I'm not sure, but so they're basically saying that we waived we waived executive privilege conditionally and we do not agree to waiving it even if it's to discuss things that are in the report that we waived executive privilege for. We don't we can we can exert executive privilege if it comes to talking about that stuff in front of Congress. But is this even a, I mean this is a question for a lawyer, but is any of this a matter of executive privilege? Uh, I mean, a lot of it has to do with conversations that took place between the White House and other people, which is certainly falls within the realm. You know, the uh, a conversation between the president and his personal lawyer is is privileged information, but they waived it. Dan, I forgot another thing about that goddamn oh, testimony. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So when, when he said that he felt that a president should... Be able to call an end to any investigation in which he felt he was unfairly accused. That's some fucking magic bullet. Yeah. Sure. Imagine that that what he just said, the head of the Justice Department just said is, look, if you're being investigated and you're like, I don't want to be investigated, you just make it you just say stop doing it. Do you think the ghost of Richard Nixon is just watching all this and being like, man, fuck me. He's so angry. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. I didn't he go would, anywhere far enough. He would hate Trump. Um, yeah. Because not all evil people like each other. You know, they don't, it's not like you're just on, on a side. You As know? somebody that grew up reading comic books, I'm very confused by this notion, but continue. Yeah, I mean, Richard Nixon was a bad guy who was smart the trump's sloppiness would make him feel crazy yeah that's true um you know nixon got sloppy but they're sloppy and then there's this and we i guess the uh but i mean okay i just 
Dan, my head. Okay. Your head. I guess that it's all good. I mean, did Trump work out with anyone else about what was going on? Did he? Well, you know, he did call Vladimir Putin on Friday Mm. and chat with him for 90 minutes Mm. and then bragged about it on Twitter. Mm. Very good call yesterday with President Putin of Russia. Tremendous potential for a good slash great relationship with Russia, despite what you read and see in the fake news media. Look at how they have misled you on Russia collusion. The world can be a better and safer place. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, they did. Nice. They did both. Nice. They did both agree that there was no collusion. Well, there you so, go. So we're good. He was asked uh, by reporters if he had if he had asked Putin not to meddle in the next election, and he said it hadn't come up. So here's my question, Dan. Yeah, and it's everybody's question, and it's maybe it's one of the maybe 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 Dan maybe the biggest question we're going to be facing in the next. I don't want to say a year and a half, Dan, because that sounds scary. <laughs> it's a long time. But that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Is anything going to happen? And like, are they just going to get away with it and, and basically try to stop the next election starting now? Because he's already calling the results of the next election into question. Right. So that is the question, isn't it? And I wish I had a better answer than this, but um, Nancy Pelosi, who I think it is worth stating, has done a very admirable job of putting an incredible number of breaks on shit over the last five months. Um. Like it, it occurred to me the other day when Trump was like melting down about uh, the subpoenas and things like that, like what a remarkable change it has been since January in that there is now a body of government that actually can hit the brakes on this motherfucker. Right. So I say this acknowledging that people know what they're doing, but she did sit down with the New York Times a couple of days ago, and the article with them opens, Speaker Nancy Pelosi does not believe President Trump can be removed through impeachment. The only way to do it, she said this week, is to defeat him in 2020 by a margin so big he cannot challenge the legitimacy of a Democratic victory. Quote, we have to inoculate against that. We have to be prepared for that. Uh, she's saying, talking about the fact that she believes if it was a slim margin, that he would not give up power voluntarily. Oh, no. I mean, what are we talking about here, Tam? And I'm not right. saying that she's not a smart woman because she is a smart woman. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. We're talking about two things. Okay. So we're talking about one the Speaker of the House, the most prominent and powerful Democrat in the United States right now, does not believe that the President of the United States will voluntarily give up power if he loses in the election next year. 
That's fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. But two, we are also talking about her assertion that the only way to ensure that he will is just to beat him by a lot. So that he can't possibly question the results. Can we address the second thing first? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there something Dan, about... it's going to be so long before we get to go to Disney World. Is there something about Donald Trump that I haven't noticed that leads you to believe that this is a guy who, when faced with overwhelming evidence of something that he disagrees with, is like, oh, you're right. That looks right. I was wrong. And is there anything about Donald Trump that we've seen through his entire life that makes it feel like him saying, oh, you know what? I lost by a lot. So I'm out. Feels like something he'll say. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) Because if you are saying that he may not respect the peaceful transfer of power. Saying that the way to do it is to present him with evidence, overwhelming evidence that he can't deny does not feel like you really understand the overall nature of the man you're talking about. Okay. Now, all right. First of all, Trump is never, ever, ever going to accept any loss next year. Correct. And it's not about him. It's about maybe messaging to the people around that says, hey, Republicans, if you try to pull this shit next year that somehow the elections are rigged, all of America is on to you, perhaps. Very generous interpretation of that. Yeah. Um. But what we have on our hands here is they set up for a real kind of, God, 2020 is going to be a pip. It's going to be something. It's going to be a pip, Dan. It's going to be, that's what it is. It's going to be an absolute pip. It's going to be a pip. And I am. If you don't go in with hardcore measures, if you have someone that's like hell bent on taking control is way out of control, is nuts, and denies reality at every turn. These pussyfooting around measures could not be worse, right? Right. They could not be worse. No. No. I mean, this is this is the same school of thought. So the school of thought, and this is this is something that I have advocated prior to actually the Mueller report coming out, which is I'm not totally sure what the point of impeachment is if you know you're not going to be able to get it through the Senate, right? Um, And that's sort of what they're saying. Um, But what Pelosi and and other people, top Dems, have said is because we know we can't get it through the Senate, we don't want to play into his hands by running impeachment in the House, uh, running a trial in the House, because he'll use it to rile up his base. And that makes sense to a point. It, to a point, except to a point. this is not a man who needs any 
actual thing happening in the world of reality to rile up his base. He will find anything to rile up his base. So worrying about Trump riling up his base seems silly to me. The man is telling them that he is building an imaginary wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It literally does not exist. No. He told people the other day that babies are being born and then doctors are saying, do you want me to kill it? Yeah. He said that in front of a crowd who apparently thought, oh, no, that's a thing that's happening now. Yeah. So it doesn't like trafficking in. Oh, we don't want to give him something to get people mad about. Seems silly, especially when that something is literally one of the only levers you have with which to call his actions into question. And saying that you're afraid that you're going to pull something and lose is playing by his rules in which this is a sort of zero-sum game in which you can, you know, as if as if impeachment didn't go through, was was somehow the end of it. Right. It's not. It's the uh, that's playing into the weird Trump mindset of like the zero-sum game mindset of of we win or we lose. Um, but I agree with everyone that's like saying get this shit on television start showing publicly televised hearings yes let people see let people hear not reports not just like put that shit up right play the fucking game the way he plays it which is constant media barrage and the amazing thing is you can do it They can have people testifying on TV every goddamn day. Yep. They can then amplify. I mean, it's not. uh, Fox News is going to do what they do. Right. No matter what you do, they are going to run some crazy. That's their job. That's That's what they do. That's literally their job. That's literally their job is to talk shit all day long. So fucking accept that and move on. Can I ask a terrible question? Sure. How old is Trump? 72. All right. Why? Oh, the other day he said something about being just a side note. It's like I'm a young, vigorous man or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. You yeah. know, that there are young 72 year olds out there. You, sir, are not among them. No, no, he's not. He's not. Tell me about the puppies, Maureen. Dan, what's going to happen next year? I don't know. It's going to be bananas. I mean, and and we talk about next year as if next year is not already underway. Somebody today I saw on Twitter said we are 50 days away from the first Democratic debate. You get that. Get that away from me. One day we're going to have to face it, Maureen. You get that shit away from me. You do realize with 21 <laughs> candidates in this race, we could probably get a minor one as a guest. Which one are you aiming for? 
I don't know. Don't you think like Andrew Yang we could get? <laughs> Maybe. Or uh, or like Oprah's spiritualist. What's her deal? What? Oh, there's a woman that's running. A woman. A woman. A woman, Maureen. A woman's running for president. Okay. Oprah Winfrey might not be running for office in 2020, but that doesn't mean she won't have links to the White House. Her friend Marianne Williamson announced that she is uh, making a presidential bid. She's a best-selling author and well-known spiritual guru. Her first book, A Return to Love, which details how love can be applied to finding inner peace, was a bestseller. We could get her on. We could. I mean, I think we have a shot. Yeah, we definitely well, anybody, have a shot. We could run. Oh, sure. Anyone could run at this point. You want to run? No. Let's do it. You Come should, on. Though. No, let's oh, do it. You and Dexy. No, just you and me, Dan. You and me. You and me. <laughs> say it like a threat. And the thing is that because of the commune, we won't say who's the president, who's the vice president. We'll just change. Like whatever day you want to. <laughs> yeah. In, in wrestling, you call that the free bird rule. It's also how they used to, when they had the original cast production of Hair. Um, yeah. They would, every night, it was sort of democratic that different people would play, uh, I think, is, is it Clyde? Is it the one that has to get naked? That was everybody if they wanted to. Oh. They got an extra 50 bucks. But um, one night, no one could decide. And they were arguing about who was going to do it. And so they went, uh, the, the show started and there were two people playing the same part. <laughs> sure. Yep. Man, the 70s was wild. That's the 60s, Dan. The 70s was smooth sailing. Okay. So things, things got really, uh, you know, Dan, these aren't, these aren't bright guys and... Things just got out of hand. Things are very out of hand. How are we helping people cope right now? <sighs> I got nothing. <laughs> is this helping? Yeah, sure. I mean, what is going to happen? I want to go back in the puppy pit. It's Last not a... week I wasn't for it, but now I miss it. It's nice in there, Dan. It really is. It's so I soft. Miss it. And there's like gentle plinky plunky music playing and the the yeah. blinds are drawn so the room's like nice and soft uh, and it's nice. That sounds nice. Plinky plunk put I look in the puppy playpen, there's a big bearded man in there, just all curled up. Dan, That's when me. did you arrive? Just got I've here. Been here for a while. Dan, I didn't even hear how did you get in? I have a key. Oh. Yeah. I've all had right. a key for a while. Did you not know that? How did you get a key? Like, you know, how does anyone get a key to anything? What? <laughs> it's okay. Dan, how do you feel? I feel very tired, Maureen, if I'm <laughs> honest. <laughs> I feel very tired from this and from life. And I don't know how your weather in New York is, but we are in this sort of spring in chicago where it will be absolutely beautiful and 70 degrees and sunny and you will be like i made it and then it will the next day plunge down to 40 degrees and pour rain for three days and you won't see the sun and that's um that's getting a little draining 
I have to admit. The summer is coming, Dan. It is. Summer is, summer is coming. How are you doing? How are you doing, Maureen? That's what I want to know. Here's the thing, Dan. I'm doing good because I don't have time to think about dick. You know, like I... <laughs> I... I'm so busy chasing this little puppy around. Like I sit, I write, I look around. Oh, she's pooping the wrong. Pick up, pick up. Oh, it's a teeth. Oh, no, no, no. Sit, sit, sit. Good, good. Treat, treat, treat. Toy, toy, toy. Dinosaur, dinosaur, dinosaur. Dinosaur. Oh, you poop. Okay, get the mat. Okay, right, right, right. Oh, just stick in her mouth. Stick in her mouth. Dinosaur, dinosaur, dinosaur. I mean, that's she's asleep. She's asleep. And I, but we have learned. I mean, it has been a wild week, but I feel like we have. The chaos, you know, is the chaos levels lower already because I have some puppy sitting happening and some, you know, yesterday felt a little crazy because I went out and I work. I ran home. I snatched her up. I took her to puppy playtime. There was like a big traffic jam. I was like trying to get her to puppy playtime. And also my back really hurts because I've been carrying around this, you know, lump. Yeah. In a sling because she can't go on the ground. And in New York, you don't take a car. You like. You basically walk around all the time. Yeah, sure. So, so you walk for like miles with this, you know, little puppy hanging from around your neck. Who's like, hi, hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? So, and I get to sleep. I go to bed and I'm so wound. I, I don't even, I can't even sleep. <laughs> I just lay there and I kind of stare at things and go, I'm still awake. <laughs> but it's not bad. It oh, just sure. constantly moves. <sighs> I'm exhausted just hearing that. I don't, I mean, I I don't understand how people with like kids can do, I mean, writing is one of those things where you have to put your head down and concentrate. Right. And you have to do it at home. Yeah. Generally. And that's the hard part is the kind of sustained concentration part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But she's great. Aww, she sexy. teaches you like just to get over it. She you know, she's pooped in my hand. Oh boy! I'm just saying, Dan. You have to pick them up when they're mid poop mm. and put them on the mat. And it's puppy poop. It's the gentlest poop in the world. Oh, it's like no. not okay. gross at all. It's not mm. gross. This is. It's so adorable. Oh my! She's a really good girl. Oh my! She's a good girl. Well, she's good. just learning. And when I got a photo from downstairs that she is asleep. I bet. So do, do you have like a dog daycare downstairs or did you just sort of find, no, it's find a neighbor in the, in my, the elevator? It's my neighbor and she has two dogs and she is looking for a job. And so she's like, I will, you know, if you want, she can stay down with me during the day. So, and she's watching another dog. So there's three dogs down there now. Wow. And she's like, got it all gated off. The people that live below her must be psyched. I mean, all those are really good dogs. It's, and two of them are tiny dogs. Yeah. Only Bonnie's a big one. But then little Dexy is in there. And she Aww. just went right up to this giant dog. and was like, let's do this. Bark. <laughs> Pounce. <laughs> uh, she loves it. No, I have a lot of dog on my hands. I have a lot that. of dog on my hands. You're talking about the poo again. <laughs> oh, Maureen. Dan, says who is brought to you by you. 
And we've said that and we say it again, patreon.com slash says who you are our angels and one of our beautiful angel Main Street moguls, Dustin, uh, has. I'm going to read his ad and I want to actually just read what he wrote. He wanted to uh, have with his advertising time. And he said, I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think what I want to promote right now is for the is for prop to exercise discretion. The eve of primary season is upon us and we've been inundated by a veritable deluge of candidates. I feel it's important to implore people not to vote for the candidate that you find most attractive, the shrewdest operator, the one you'd enjoy hanging out with the most, or the one that seems like a regular person. Far too often elections get reduced to who one would enjoy having a beer with or appears the smoothest and the most polished. Instead, please be discerning and vote based on who you think will take this country in the direction it needs to go. I feel we are approaching a pivotal time in our history and we as a country must decide who we are and what we stand for. It's true. Many fissures within our society have been exposed in the preceding years, and it's time we address and correct them. Yes, we've committed countless atrocities, but we have also been a beacon of hope in a dark world. Let's return to being a beacon of hope, a bastion for multiculturalism. Let's make this country a safe place for people of all creeds and colors for all personal pronouns. Let us no longer be judged by our bombast and those who want to live in the past. Live up, let's live up to our ideals and elect someone that will further the rights of all and protect the impoverished and less fortunate among us. So please scrutinize the platforms of potential candidates and let's get moving down a progressive path once again. Agree. Yeah. You know what we do have? We have the best listeners on the planet. That's true. That was Dustin he is a Main Street mogul. He supports at $50 a month. And that was the ad that he chose because that is who our listeners are. All of you are amazing. And all of you can help support what we're doing by going to patreon.com slash says who and giving it any level is Damn. helpful. They are such good people. When are I we like going to Disney World? Do you think we're ever going to go to Disney World? <sighs> like what if says who never stops? No. <laughs> Uh, at some what point, if, we're like, just going to have to decide we need a we need a midpoint Disney stop. Are we going to be here ten years from now? Like, well, he's still in there. <laughs> if, if it's in ten years and we're not in the commune, Maureen, we did something wrong. Well, that's true. We do have to get the commune we'll started sooner rather. We'll be sitting in our conversation pit recording. We're not joking. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. And Maureen, let me tell you something about Ted Leo. He has a podcast now called The Art of Process that he records with Amy Mann. And they talk with all sorts of people, musicians, comedians, artists, all everyone, about how they do the things they do, about the process that they take to actually make the work that they make. And it is awesome i am like two months late in starting it and i started it and it is so good so ted leo's music is great but man the art of process with ted and amy is so good go listen to it how are they just consistently so good they're just good people they're good people like the good people of sesuvia man i remember standing next to those two on the on the Joko cruise, just being like, oh, it's Ted and Amy. Remember when you got invited to the Joko cruise? Yeah, that's never going to happen again. Those are my bastards. Paul jerks. Storm, if you're out there, you jerks. I love you guys. Yeah. You know who I love? I love Darth. 
I love Darth. You Who can loves contact Darth more? us. Me or you? Me. 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 You can contact Me. us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H E Y at Says Who Podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. Janice Dillard, your wife. It's true. That's a song I just made up. I, it's like a it? good song. I like is that it? song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should talk to Ted. Maybe he'll want it for his next record. Really? Uh, probably. You can see us soon at We're Pod gonna... X in Nashville, May 31st to June 2nd. Did you know, Maureen, that it is already the month of May? Duh. That's insane to me. Mm. Uh, come to Nashville to see us perform Says Who Live, also be on a bunch of different panels, also just hanging out in the beautiful city of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, May 31st through June 2nd, you can get tickets with a 10% off by going to podx.com slash says who. And if you can't wait that long and are in Chicago, I, Dan, am going to be at the book release party for Arte Agora, a new book about street art in Chicago on May 16th at The Living Room in Chicago. I wrote the foreword to the book and you should come out. Uh, you can go to Arte, A-R-T-E, Agora, A-G-O-R-A dot com for more info. Hey, Dan. Yeah. Ooh. What? That's just you. Is it? I do one thing and I get the fancy pantsy. I see. I see how you do. Spread the word. Subscribe. Please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen because that shit helps. It does. That's what they tell us. I think it really does. I think it does. So do it. And also join us next week, May 15th, for our next episode. They just and keep we'll, coming. I mean, that'll be what we'll be recording on Tuesday. I guess we'll be waiting to see, or we'll maybe we'll know already if there's gonna be Yeah, we'll know. And and we may make adjustments if we need to. Though I will I will add a gigantic caveat that next Wednesday, May 15th, is fucking bananas for me. So I don't know that I could fit a special recording in with that but i will if he's testi- if he's testifying i'm watching that shit <laughs> yeah 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 we'll see until then from my basement in chicago i'm dan sinker and from a from a mental place of 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 positive forward movement oh of um of of embracing life, of embracing the moment, of realizing that time is fleeting, but every also it's it's slow, and we can drink every moment more fully and appreciate it more fully. And um, also, uh, just a puppy playpen. I'm Maureen Johnson, and this has been says who. <laughs> See that kind of that kind of feel good shit, Maureen. I think we could get Marianne Williamson on this show. I really want to do a slow transition into just us being uh, life coaches. I think that's a good spinoff podcast. Slow slide into life coaching. I need one. We're going to do it, Dan. That's where the money's at. Oh, money. Life coach.